हरे कृष्णा जयो राधा माधव कुंज बिहारी गोपी जन बल्लभ गिरिवर धारी जयो राधा माधव कुंज बिहारी गोपी जन बल्लव गिरिवर धारी यशोदनंदन ब्रजजन रंजना यशोदनंदन ब्रजजन रंजना यमुना तिरावन चारी यमुना तिरावन चारी जयो राधा माधव कुंज बिहारी गोपी जन बल्लव गिरिवर धारी यशोदनंदन ब्रज जन रंजना यमुना तिरावन चारी हरे कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे 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 कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे 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 कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे हरे
हरे राम हरे राम 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 हरे हरे जय राधा कला चंजी राधा कला चंजी राधे कला चंजी राधा कला चंजी राधे जय राधा गोविंद राधा गोविंद राधे जयो जगन्नाथ जयो जगन्नाथ जय बलदेवा जयो सुभद्रा नितय गौर हरि बोल हरि बोल हरि बोल नितय गौर हरि बोल हरि बोल हरि बोल हरि बोल नितय गौर हरि बोल जयो जयो प्रभुपाद 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 जयो जयो प्रभुपाद 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 जयो जय प्रभुपाद 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 जयो जयो प्रभुपाद जयो जयो गुरुदेव 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 जयो जयो गुरुदेव निताय गोर प्रेमानंदे ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाया ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाया ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाया नारायणम नमस्कृत्या नरम चैवा नरोत्तमम देवीम सरस्वतीम व्यासम ततो नष्टप्रायेशु अभद्रेशु नित्यम भागवसे भगवते उत्तम श्लोके भक्तिर भवती नैष्ट की कृष्णाए वासुदेवाया देवकी नंदनाया छा नंद गोपा कुमाराया गोविंदाए नमो नमः नमो पंकजाना भाय नमो पंकजा मालिने 
नमो पंकजानेत्राया नमस्ते पंकजांग्रे गुरुए गौरचंद्राया राधिकाया तदालया कृष्णाया कृष्णा भक्ताया तद्भक्ताया नमो नमः reading from canto 1 chapter 11 lord krishna's entrance into dwarka text 27 sita patra vijayanai rupakshkrita upashkrita prashuna varshaner abhivarshitaha pati Vishangavasavana malaya bhavau Ghanoya arka udupachapa vadyuta Chapa vadyuta Sita ata patra vijanir upashkritaha Prashuna Varshane Rabi Varshita Hapati Pishanga Vashavana Malaya Babau Gano Yatha Arka Udopa Chapavidyute Vidyute Sita ata patra vijanir upashkritaha Prashuna varshir abhivarshitaha pati Pati Pishanga vasavana malaya bhavau Gano yatharka udapachapa vedute Prashuna Varshira Bivarshita Pati Pishanga Bhasa Banamalaya Babu Gano Yatharka Udupa Chapava Dute What word? Sita Atapatra White Umbrella Vyajane with a charmer fan. Upashkritaha being served by Prashuna flowers. Varshe 
by the showers. Abhi varshitaha. Thus being covered. Pathi. On the road. Pishanga vasaha. By the yellow garments. Vanamalaya. By the flowers garland. By the flower garlands. Bhabhau. Thus it became. Ghanaha. Cloud. Yatha. As if. Arka. The sun. Udupa. The moon. Chapa. The rainbow. Vidyutaha. By the lightning. Translation and purport by Srila Prabhupada. Srila Prabhupada ki. As the Lord passed along the public road of Dwarka, his head was protected from the sunshine by a white umbrella. White feathered fan moved in semicircles and showers of flower fell upon the road. His yellow garments and garlands of flowers made it appear as if a dark cloud were surrounded simultaneously by sun, moon, lightning and rainbows purport the sun moon rainbow and lightning do not appear in the sky simultaneously when there is sun the moonlight becomes insignificant and if there are clouds and a rain and a rainbow there is no manifestation of lightning the lord's bodily hue is just like a new monsoon cloud he is compared herein to the cloud the white umbrella over his head is compared to the sun. The movement of the bunch hair fan of flux in is compared to the moon. The shower of the flower are compared to the stars. His yellow garment are compared to the rainbow. So all these activities of the firmament being impossible, simultaneous factors cannot be adjusted by comparison. The adjustment is possible only when we think of the inconceivable potency of the Lord. The Lord is all-powerful and in His presence anything impossible can be made possible by His inconceivable energy. But the situation created at the time of His passing on the roads of Dwarka was beautiful and could not be compared to anything besides the description of natural phenomena. Om Ajnanat Mirandhasya Gyananjana Shalakaya Chakshurun Militam Yena Tasmai Shri Guru Venamaha Shri Chaitanya Manobhishtam Stapitam Yena Bhutale Soyam Rupah Kadamayam Dadati Swapadantikam Ya Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Shri Advaita Gadadhar Shivasadi Gaura Bhakta Vrinda Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Ram, Hare Ram, Ram Ram, Hare Hare. Praying at the lotus feet of my spiritual master, Srila Prabhupada, Guru Vargas and all the assembled devotees, that may I speak few words in glorification of our dear Lord Krishna, for the pleasure of the Vaishnavas and for my own very purification. Vancha kalpataru vyascha kripa sindhuve vacha patita nam pavneveo vashnaveveo namonama mukam karoti vachalam pangum langayate girim yat kripa tamaham bandeshri guru dinataranam parmananda madhavam shri chaitanya ishwaram Hare Krishna
So here we have been seeing how Lord, as soon as Lord entered the um, Dwarka city and um, how everybody was so excited and we can relate to this when we have somebody coming back home after a long time, how happy we become and we are talking about the, you know, missing Krishna, which is way more, way, way more, much more emotional for the Dwarka Vasis. They missed their lot for a while now. And now they want to do all of their best way. They want to serve and they want to welcome so that, you know, Lord feels the love. The reason behind any action, especially the service that we do, so that we can make the other person feel the emotion that's behind. It's the emotion that drives the action. So, Dwarkava says they are doing all these things for the pleasure of Krishna. And as Prabhupada writes few verses back in the purport that they were doing best of their capacity. They were welcoming the Lord. Now coming to this, the here Lord's uh, beauty is being explained. And of course the other things uh, around. So they're saying that sun and the moon and one beautiful narration or the, you know, in the verse it is saying the Lord's body is like a dark cloud. And all these things around like the charmer and the umbrella and his uh, garment which is yellow and it's compared with lightning and the flowers which has been showered upon him were compared as the stars and the umbrella is compared like a sun and the charmer is compared as a moon and and Prabhupada is writing in the purport that these things cannot happen all together at the same time, simultaneously. What does it mean that it does not happen in this material world simultaneously? Because we are so used to seeing things from where we are. And wherever we cannot conceive something, we call it as myth. And that's why the, that's why we call all our history, Indian history as mythology. Whether it is Ramayana, Mahabharata. Krishna Lila, everything has been named or coined as with the word mythology because we do not have the eyes to see them, so we'll call it mythology. Because these are all myth. Though we are seeing Govardhan Hill, though we are seeing Keshigat, but we still call it a mythology because we are not able to conceive it. So, but in the spiritual world, things are not like that. And that's why in 15th chapter, Krishna says, 15th one, this is, Sri Bhagavan Ubacha, the blessed Lord said, There is a banyan tree which has its roots upward and its branches down, and whose leaves are Vedic hymns. One who knows this tree is the knower of the Vedas. That is, this material world, Srila Prabhupada writes in the purport that this material world is a perverted reflection of the spiritual world. So, when whatever happens there, we have the same thing in this material world as well, but in a perverted way. And then, everything is happening there, and as they say, Krishna is the source. So, whatever we have it here, it must be there. It cannot, and also in in purport, Srila Prabhupada writes in the first canto itself that there is no knowledge beyond the Vedas and the Veda comes from Krishna. So everything at the end comes for Krishna because Krishna is the source. Krishna is the Sarvakarana Karanam. 
but reflection is reverse or ulta as we say in hindi or bengali we say it, it is ulta it's just the opposite of the spiritual world so similarly everything in this material world is also contaminated by coming in contact with the three modes of material nature mode of passion mode of mode of goodness passion and ignorance and it is just like this is an example that prabhupad gives that you know the rain water it is so pure but as soon as it falls on the ground it becomes impure similarly the spirit soul is so pure it is such chedanand but as soon as it's come under this contact, under the contact of rajaguna you know tamaguna and satvaguna all the goodness passion and ignorance it gets contaminated as the brain water gets contaminated by coming in contact with the mud similarly we jivatmas also become contaminated by the modes of nature under material nature so we see here in this material world what we see is like the more one knows the more one likes to show but in the spiritual world the more one know the humble he goes so it's like it's just we cannot conceive it like we have this you know das anudas anudas in the spiritual world chaitanya mahaprabhu taught us this that you know gopi bharto pad kamale das anudas anudas we are the servant of the servant of the servant of the gopis who's been protected by krishna and but here we want to be boss of the boss of the the higher we go the better it is for us for our ego and then we see the love here is so conditional but the love there in the spiritual world is unconditional the people there they just want to go on giving and that's the mood of the top most devotee of lord who is none other than shrimati radharani who says ashlishava padaratam pinashtumam whether you you know trample me under your feet or you give me an embrace doesn't matter i will go on serving you so we see this is a unconditional love it is not the love of this material world where you said you know you scratch my back and i scratch your back as shila prabhupad would quote it so it's 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 a, it's a world of giving not taking or exploiting that's the spiritual world and shila prabhupad by his books by his teachings by his you know example he is and still he was he is and he will be teaching us how to make this world giving again as shila prabhupad time and again will say nothing is material everything is spiritual it is our consciousness that makes it from spiritual to material so it is our consciousness the same flower the same fruit same food same everything when we use it for the service of krishna it becomes spiritual but when we use it for our own sense gratification it becomes material so prabhupada has taught us and we are still learning from him that you know everything can be used for krishna and we can live in this culture of giving rather than just taking everything for us and then and there's a when discussing describing the beauty of krishna i was going through this teachings of lord chaitanya and actually before that the the narration of this verse particular there's a beautiful picture in the shrimad bhagavatam where the picture of lord having this vanamala on his head on, on around his neck and the charmer and the umbrella it's all there it's there in the picture if you can see so it's a beautiful picture and it it if you see the picture that's as it is being narrated in the 
Shloka 27, 111-27. And I was going through uh, Chaitanya Charitamrita. There's a chapter called uh, Beauty of Krishna. And we will read. Of course, it is. this is an indexed, a smaller version of um, Chaitanya Charitamrita. This is mainly uh, the teachings to Sanatan Goswami, Sanatan Shiksha, it is called. When uh, Sanatan Goswami had come to uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he had left his um, job or the service towards the Nawab and now he wanted to serve completely under the mission of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And he had this grass on his mouth like an animal, you know, showing the humility and saying that, who am I? Ke ami, kene tapotroi, who am I? Why do I have these threefold mi- miseries? And Prabhupada in his lectures about this particular um, episode, he was saying that he, Sanatan Goswami is so learned, so learned, and he is yet being so humble, because Krishna says in Bhagavad Gita that when you are you are approaching 434, when you are approaching a spiritual master, you should be so submissive, and with a mood of service, you should ask him. So we cannot like cannot be in a challenging mood with the spiritual master or anybody whom we are taking the spiritual uh, knowledge from, or as a matter of fact, Goswamis were not uh, arrogant even uh, with the ruffians, as Sad Goswami Astakam says that they were so gentle, and both the devotees or the non-devotees, basically everybody loved them, because they were so humble. So th- that should be the mood when also when we approach our spiritual master, anybody senior or anybody for that matter whom we are taking the spiritual knowledge from. And then, so uh, Sanatan Goswami is asking and he, he has been being taught by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Lord himself, Krishna himself, with the mood of Radharani as Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he has been teaching Sanatan Goswami so many, so many things and he's saying, I'm not able to give you everything because it will not be possible to give you everything because of time and other factors, but I'll give you just a drop, a bindu of the sindhu, a drop of the nectar. Nectar of devotional service, which is the nectar of ocean. That is the knowledge, uh, nectar of devotion. We have Rupa Goswami Shiksha, Rupa, Rupa's Shiksha. Similarly, we have Sanatan Shiksha. In the Sanatan Shiksha, he is describing, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is describing the um, beauty of Krishna. And we will read, we will read few of it. Of course, the entire thing is wonderful. You can read it for yourself, but some of it which might be more relevant to this verse of today's. It says that Krishna is known as Madan Mohan because he conquers the mind of Cupid. He is also known as Madan Mohan due to his bestowing favors upon upon the damsels of Braja and accepting their devotional service. After conquering Cupid's pride, the Lord engages in the Rasa dance as the new Cupid. So Lord becomes himself as a Cupid and he dances with the gopis. He is also known as Madan Mohan because of his ability to conquer the minds of women with his five arrows, form, taste, smell, sound and touch. The pearls here, the beauty of Krishna is narrated. The pearls of the necklace hanging on Krishna's neck are as white as ducks. And the peacock feather decorating his head is colored like a rainbow. His yellow garment is like lightning in the sky. And Krishna himself is like a newly arrived cloud. 
The gopis are like food grains in the field and when the cloud pours rain on those grains, it appears that Krishna is nourishing the heart of gopis by calling down his pastime rain of mercy. Indeed, ducks, that is Krishna's necklace, fly in the sky during the rainy season and the rainbow that is in the peacock feather, can also be seen at that time. Krishna freely moves among his friends as a cowherd boy in Vrindavan. And when he plays his flute, all living creatures, mobile and immobile, are <clears throat> overwhelmed with ecstasy. They conquer and tears flow from their eyes. So Krishna plays his flute. He is uh, the eighth note and there, there are eight notes and then the, uh, when he plays his, uh, one of the, uh, um, notes of the, one of the note of the flute, it makes Mother Yamuna, uh, flow rivers. And we see how the stones melt and one flute, uh, note five is for the gopis and like so on and so forth. So it's Krishna's flute that makes thing, even the moving, it makes the moving thing as non-moving and non-moving thing as moving. And then moving forward. Okay. Then it says that there is no beauty to compare with that of Krishna, who is the origin of Narayan and all other incarnations. For no one possesses beauty equal to or greater, greater than Krishna's. Otherwise, why would be why would the goddess of fortune, that is Lakshmiji, the constant companion of Narayan, give up his association and engage herself in penance to gain the association of Krishna? So we know this pastime when Lakshmi, she got attracted by the Vrindavan pastime, the Rasa dance, and she wanted to participate. Even Lord Shiva wanted to participate. But they cannot participate just as they are. So we hear even Narad Muni. He had to become Naradiya Gopi to participate. And uh, in the Rasa dance. And uh, then even Lakshmiji, that's what Srila Prabhupada is mentioning, that Lakshmiji wants to get the association of Krishna. But she cannot enter Brajabhumi just like as a being in, in awe and reverence. Now she is doing penances to participate in the Leela. Of Krishna. And, and that shows that, you know, Krishna is, as many people think that, you know, Krishna is the incarnation of Narayan or Vishnu. But if so, why would Goddess Lakshmi leave her own husband who is such a chaste, um, chaste woman? And she wants to leave the association of Narayan who is all opulent. And yet participate in the Leela of Krishna. That's because Krishna is to Bhagavan Swam. There is nobody greater or equal to Krishna. Such is the super excellent beauty of Krishna. The everlasting mind of all beauty. It is from that beauty that all other beautiful things emanate. And before this, uh, there is, a, you know, before this, I did not read it. There is a saying that, you know, the, when Krishna is playing his flute, the heart of the, and seeing the beauty of Krishna, the heart of the gopis 
flutter like the dry leaves and we have dry leaves everywhere. So, you know, how it's dry and it will go flutter but the heart of the gopis are compared with the dry leaves which once fall at the feet of Krishna never rise again. And this is so beautiful to meditate upon. When you see a dry leaf, it's detached during fall, right? Uh, during fall, during autumn, it falls from the tree. It gets detached. And here it's being compared with like, you know, the gopis, they are now detached from everything and he, they are attached with Krishna, his beauty. And now the leaves fall on the floor, on the ground. You cannot put it back. You cannot put it back and bring it to life. So the gopis, they have fallen at the lotus feet of Krishna and now they they will never rise again. They can never rise again. And talking of beauty of Krishna and the Krishna says in Bhagavad Gita in 10th chapter, which are the vibhutis of Krishna. It says... This is 10 chapter, Bhagavad Gita chapter 10, text 41. Yadyad bibhuti mat sattvam shrimat urjitam evava tattat evaga tattat ivavaga chatvam mamate joamsa sambhavam. It's very beautiful to think about. Know that all opulent, beautiful and glorious creations spring from but a spark of my splendor. So Krishna says in 1041 Bhagavad Gita that everything beautiful, opulent and glorious that you are seeing around this material world are nothing but a spark, a small, small spark of my splendor. My uh, glow or my, uh, you know, it, it, it is opulent but it's a fragment of my opulence. It's beautiful but it's a fragment of my beauty. It is glorious, but it's a fragment of my glory. You may see something beautiful and still appreciate, you know, you may think of this verse 1041. Krishna says, this is nothing but a part of me, a spark of my splendor. So all this is beautiful and that's what Prabhupada writes, that it is from that beauty that all other beautiful things emanate. Moving ahead. No one can appreciate the beauty of Krishna by properly discharging his prescribed duty or by un- undergoing austerity, pres- practicing mystic yoga, cultivating knowledge or offering various kinds of prayers. Only then who can see Krishna? Because if you are doing your prescribed duty, you cannot see Krishna. You are going through penances. You cannot see Krishna. You are doing yoga. The mystic power, the uh, Ashtasiddhis, Laghima and uh, the other seven things. But you still cannot see you becoming bigger than the biggest, becoming smaller than the smallest and doing all that stuff. You cannot see Krishna, then who can see Krishna? And then it continues that only those who are on the transcendental platform of love of God who engaged in devotional service only out of love, can appreciate the transcendental beauty of Krishna. And this is being said by Lord Chaitanya, who is Lord himself. So we have to know this is not something concocted, but it is being said by the Supreme Lord, saying, he is saying, who can see me? You know, we are the best judge to decide who can associate with me. 
One person might be very mighty, very powerful, very beautiful, but I as an individual jiva, if I do not feel like associating with that person, I would not. It is up to me. Similarly, it is up to Krishna who can see him and who cannot see him. It is up to him. And he is saying who can see him, who renders devotional service, who is at a transcendental platform of love of God, who loves God with attachment. So, can appreciate, they can, we may see the deity but do not understand uh, and we can still think it is made of wood, metal, stone. But only one who is on the transcendental platform of love of God can appreciate and who renders Lord the devotional service. It's only when we believe that Lord is uh, a being, he's a supreme being but he's a being. Then only we will render, then only we will serve him by, uh, bhoga, and then we will serve him with a garland and we will dress him. But if we think he is merely a stone, why would we do it? There are so many stones on the uh, roads. Do we pick them up and start decorating them? No. But this stone is not, it, but this stone is, this is not a stone, this is not a material thing. It is Swam Krishna. He is Bhagavan. But for that, one has to render service. It is reciprocating. You know, the service gives you the vision to see Lord and Lord gives you the mercy to get the service. One can appreciate the transcendental beauty of Krishna. Such beauty is the essence of all opulences and is appreciated only in Goloka Vrindavan and nowhere else. So we see Srila Prabhupada has given us this mood of Vrindavan. You know, you might be in Vrindavan, but you have a mood of when can I go to America, when can I enjoy the pizza, and when... That's not a Vrindavan mood. So you are being in the Dham, but not in the Dham. But you might be here in Dallas, way far, far, far away from Vrindavan. But if we have the mood, and how do we get that mood? Because... We ourselves cannot do it, but by hearing about Vrindavan, by hearing about the pastime of Vrindavan, by hearing about the pastime of Lord in Vrindavan, and by knowing the activities of the Brajavasis, we may meditate upon those and then we can be in a mood of Vrindavan. And only in that mood, we can appreciate and see and appreciate the beauty of Krishna. And it cannot be appreciated anywhere else than Vrindavan. The gopis used to relish the beauty of Krishna as a ceremony of perpetual enjoyment. They enjoyed the beautiful face of Krishna, his beautiful ears with earrings, his broad forehead, his smile. And while enjoying this sight of Krishna's beauty, they used to criticize the creator, Brahma, for causing their vision of Krishna to be temporarily impeded by the blinking of their eyelids. So when they blink, they miss the sight of Krishna. And for that, they're, you know, they're saying, oh, Brahmaji, you don't know how to create a human being because it is faulty because of this eyelid. And I was hearing one lecture where Prabhuji was mentioning, but when we come in front of the deities, we are just busy, you know, we just give them, give, stare for a moment and busy talking to somebody else, thinking of prasadam and all these things. But they, they were so much into taking the darshan. It is like, you know, our eyes are compared with a cup, with cups and Krishna's beauty is the nectar. So we, they, the pure devotees, they hold 
the nectar of Krishna's beautiful face with the cups of their eyes. And they are not saturated. They are not tired of looking at him. They can go on looking at him. And yet they complain that, you know, we are blinking. So this is not good. We should not miss even a second, even a fraction of second to see Krishna's beauty. And even the Dwarkavas is there also admiring and looking up to Krishna's face. And, you know, they are seeing Krishna's face again and again and relishing it. So gopis are also relishing. And in the metaphorical language, there are many different full moons. Now Krishna is being compared with the moons. It says that, you know, this material world doesn't have anything good enough to compare Krishna with. So we compare with whatever we have. Krishna's face is much, way beautiful than the moon because moon has spots. But we don't have anything more beautiful than that. So we compare it. And Krishna, like how we offer him bhoga, we do not cook the best of, I'm talking for myself, we do not cook the best of the prasadam. Keep repeating the moong dal, keep repeating the sabji. In the spiritual sky, Radharani never, in the spiritual abode, Radharani never repeats an item. That is being cooked for Krishna every day. It had never been repeated. But for us, it is very difficult. But still we cook for him. To whatever extent we can. And then Krishna accepts it. It is not what we, what is there in the plate. It is the devotion. It is the endeavor that we are trying. You know, this is all I can do. So similarly, the moon, the lotus, all this, the pearl, the ducks, the peacock feather. That's all we have. So that's all we compare Krishna with. Like that's all we have, that's what we offer to Krishna. And Krishna out of his love, even if it is not worth comparing with Krishna, the moon is not worth, but still we do so. And Krishna out of his love for us, he accepts it. Because that's all we got. So here says that, that in metaphorical language, Shri there are many different full moons, but they are all one in Krishna. There is the moon of the sandalwood pulp spot on his forehead, which is a half moon. The beautiful full moons of his fingernails and toenails. In this way, sorry, I think I missed something. Yeah, uh, But they are all one in Krishna. There is a full moon of his face, the full moons of his cheeks. So his cheeks are like moon, Two moons there and his entire face is like a one moon. The full moon of the sandalwood pulp spot on his forehead which is a half moon. And the beautiful full moons of his fingernails and toenails. In this way there are 24 and a half moons. And Krishna is the center, central figure of all of them. The dancing movement of all of them that sorry the dancing movement of krishna's earrings eyes and eyebrows is very attractive to the damsels of braja what else is there for two eyes to see beyond the face of krishna since since one cannot sufficiently see krishna with only two eyes one feels incapable and thus becomes bereaved Thus, such bereavement is slightly reduced when one criticizes creative power of the creator. It happens when we are very sad and we say that, you know, because of them, because of him. And then the pain that we are feeling because of 
whatever reason, it reduces when we try to criticize. So they're the gopis, they're also, you know, they're feeling the separation from Krishna when they're blinking, so they like to blame Brahmaji. So they say that, you know, they lament the unsus- the unsatiated seer of Krishna's face thus laments, I don't have thousands of eyes, but only two. And even these two eyes are disturbed by the movement of my eyelids. So it is to be understood that the creator of this body is not very intelligent. He is not conversant with the art of ecstasy, but is simple, a prosaic creator. He does not know how to arrange these things properly, so one can see only Krishna. So this is their mood. They are saying, I have two eyes, but they are not enough. And even then, these two eyes, which is not enough, I do not have thousand eyes, I have only two, and that has the eyelids, and I am not able to see Krishna enough. And so the, you know, the, uh, the creator, Lord Brahma, is not intelligent enough. He doesn't know, he just put few things on our body, but he doesn't know how to well arranged. He should have arranged it in a way so that we could see only Krishna. In Krishna Karnamrat, Krishna's body, face and smile have been described as sweet, sweeter and sweetest. So his body is sweet, his face is sweeter and his smile is the sweetest. So the Devotees increasingly feels the absence of Krishna, for without him one cannot drink the nectar of his beauty. So the Dwarkabasi, they have been missing. This is happening from so many days Krishna was no, not there. And they have been missing because they could not drink the nectar of his beautiful face or, or of his beauty in total. When the transcendental sound of Krishna's flute Vibrates the devotee's anxiety to hear that flute penetrates the covering of the material world and enters the spiritual sky where the transcendental sound of the flute enters into the ears of the gopis and their followers. And it says further that once they hear Krishna's flute, they cannot hear anything. They cannot hear what their family people are saying. All they can hear is the flute that Krishna plays. But the thing is, for people who cannot, who cannot see Krishna personally, what's for them? So for that, in this very, very same chapter, text 24, Prabhupada says, you know, Prabhupada gives the hope, and that we can read. It's 24th, Prabhupada says, Prabhupada says that for those of us who doesn't have Krishna personally, so Prabhupada is saying, the transcendental form of the Lord installed in a temple is non-different from the Lord personally. Such a form of the Lord is called Archa Bigraha or Archa Incarnation. Like we have Shishi Radha Kalachanji Ki. So we have Radha Kalachanji and Prabhupada is saying he is non-different from Krishna himself. And is exp- such a form of the Lord is called Archabigraha or Archa Incarnation and is expanded by the Lord by His internal potency just to facilitate the devotional service of His innumerable devotees who are in the material world. The material senses cannot perceive the spiritual nature of the Lord and therefore the Lord accepts. So we cannot see Krishna directly. So Lord takes 
a form so merciful, a form that we can perceive, that is the Archabigraha, cannot perceive the spiritual nature of the Lord, and therefore the Lord accepts the Archabigraha, which is apparently made of material elements, like earth, wood, and stone. But actually there is no material contamination. The Lord being Kaivalya, one alone, there is no matter in him. So even if it looks like he is made of the stone, but it is not the stone of material world. As soon as it comes in contact with Krishna, it becomes spiritual because Lord is Kevalya. He is only one and there is no, there is no contamination. There is no, nothing matter in Krishna. It's everything spiritual. He is one without a second and therefore the almighty Lord can appear in any form without being contaminated by the material conception. Therefore, so it, so it's Prabhupada is explaining how even if we do not have Krishna moving, walking around and things like that, right now, we want to go back there and enjoy with Krishna, but right now Krishna's deities are non-different from Krishna. Krishna himself, Prabhupada says, he is non-different as Krishna personally is. So we can serve still Krishna, we can decorate, and then Prabhupada in the further purport of 24, he explains how we can do these festivities for Krishna, and we can also be in the mood of the Dwarkavasis and the Vrajavasis, like always, as it was saying, that they were in a continuous festival mood, the Vrajavasis, because they were seeing Krishna, and seeing Krishna is itself a festival. Seeing Krishna, getting Krishna's darshan itself is a festival in itself. So we can meditate upon this verse. It's so beautiful. It's talk about the beauty of Krishna and you all can read this. Uh, this is Chaitanya Charita, uh, teachings of Lord Chaitanya, chapter, I believe, 11, beauty of Krishna. It's chapter 10. Small chapter, but it's very beautiful where the, yeah, chapter 10 of teachings of Lord Chaitanya where there are more details, but I just read whatever were relevant for today's class, which is narrating the beauty of Krishna and how many different things. And in the, if you see in the purport towards the end, Srila Prabhupada is saying that, you know, it cannot be compared. It says that, but the situation created at the time of his passing on the roads of Dwarka was beautiful and could not be compared to anything beside the description of natural phenomena. So as well, I was mentioning that, you know, we cannot describe anything that is related to Krishna with the material thing, but that's all we got. And anything that comes in contact with Krishna, it does not remain matter, it becomes spiritual. So we can meditate upon that verse. And with that, I would uh, pause here. Whatever mistake has been done by me, please forgive me. Bancha kalpa tarubhyasya kripa sindhu bevacha patita nam pavnevyo vashnavevyo namo nama. Anandakoti vashnavrinda ki jai. Granthara shrimad bhagavatam ki jai. Srila Prabhupada ki jai. Samaveta bhakta vrinda ki jai. Hare Krishna, do you have any comment or any question Prabhu? Yes, no? Thank you. Hare Krishna.